Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode from High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. This week's Grow Guides, we're talking all about edibles. Edibles have changed a lot from back in my day where we used to just get weed and bake it into cakes. Nowadays, it's much better. You know, you decarboxylate the weed first, making sure that it actually works when you eat it, and then you mix it with some kind of ingredient like butter or MCT oil, and you can bake many, many different dishes. You don't just need space cakes. There's lots of different types of edibles that you can make easily. And in this episode, Marge explains how to do a shitload of it. So by the end of this episode, you'll be well prepared and be able to make pretty much any edible you want to make. If you're looking for different recipes for different dishes you'd like to make with your cannabis, then head over to bitemepodcast.com and that's Margie's website. It has her podcast there and loads of recipes as well where you can choose many different dishes that you'd be able to make from cannabis edibles nice and easy. And it's highly recommended. You should be able to make some dishes and enjoy them without getting too wasted. We also discuss dosing and things like that in here as well to make sure that you don't get too high or you can share it with friends that don't use cannabis often and not mash them up too much. So anyway, without further ado, here is this week's episode about cannabis edibles. I hope you enjoy it and I'll speak to you after this. Enjoy. I feel as if we need to hand over the yes, yes to Marge at this point. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to apologize in advance. My voice feels a little scratchy still, so um, you'll have to bear with me a little bit. You shouldn't have mentioned right. it, man. It just adds to the mood, it will. Yeah, so. maybe, but I just feel like I have to come out and say it. I'm the first panel member to come down with the viddy. Oh, yeah. So, we, we had that oh, this yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. So I'm on the mend. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, yeah, but that doesn't stop me from talking about edibles. So that's right. So everybody wear your mask on this episode now. You don't want to catch right. the COVID from the morning. No, I'm, I'm fine now. I was <laughs> contagious before. So yeah. Non contagious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so for anybody listening, by the way, I'm Marge, host of the critically acclaimed podcast, Bite Me the Show About Edibles. And that's all I do is talk about edibles. So if you are inspired by this grow guide, then you can go over there and check out some more recipes and that kind of thing. Yes, yes. Or bitemepodcast.com. But if you're wanting to make edibles, it's just an easy three-step process. Deep carb, infuse, cook, done. What do you need to know? What wow. about if I wanted to make ice cream? Do I have to cook ice cream? <laughs> well, you know, okay, cook, bake, uh, whatever. But so that's going to be the first thing is like making something that goes into your edibles, right? It's like a, yeah. a butter or a cream or an extract or some shit like that. Yeah. Which one would you say was the best? What's the best way to start? Uh, I would start with like a coconut oil. But first, before you get into the infusion, you want to decarb first. Mm -hmm. If you don't decarb, it's not going to be, you're just kind of wasting your plant material. Mm -hmm. So you're starting with the decarb first. It's a pretty simple process, albeit it is very stinky usually. Um, and you're basically just toasting your weed in the oven. And if you mm -hmm. skip that part, you're going to be very sad. because so, to, so before we go into that, uh, mm -hmm. TG, do you want to explain what uh, decarbing is and why you would do it? Yeah, decarb, short for decarboxylation. It's a chemistry term. Um, and basically what happens is 
in raw cannabis, all of the, the THC is not actually THC. Very little, there's very little THC in undecarboxylated cannabis. It's in the form of THC acid. Um, so it has an extra carboxyl group on it. And I'm not, I won't go into what carboxyl groups are because I don't really know that much about organic chemistry and it's hard, <laughs> but it's safe to say it has a carboxyl group. What you want is that carboxyl group removed um, in order to have the THC molecule fit into your CB1 receptor and then therefore give you the effects that you're looking for. Without doing that, it doesn't fit basically and you don't get the, the same psychoactive effect. So in order to do that, you apply heat. That's all it is. And that's, that's why you want to cook it mm. by heating it. That carboxyl group gets cleaved another chemistry term, but it just basically gets removed and boiled off as carbon dioxide. And uh, you're left with this activated tetrahydrocannabinol um, neutral uh, molecule. It's no longer an acid molecule. It's now got that group removed and therefore fits into the CB1 receptor in your brain and your body and therefore makes you high. Mm -hmm. So like Mark said, if you don't do that, you're not going to get high. If you don't cook is... it properly first, then it yeah. won't work properly. Correct. Yeah. And you, when you're smoking weed, you know, it usually goes to, to these real hot temperatures because you're, it's going through combustion. It's burning. Yes. And that you're... decarbs it as you're smoking it. Yeah. So Instant it, decarb. Yeah. And if you're not smoking it, though, like when you're going to use it in edibles, then you need to decarboxylate the weed first to make sure you get a good result from it. Make sure you get a good effect out of it. Right. It's about it, right, right, Marge? Yeah, pretty much. So how yeah. would you do that shit? Usually, I mean, for most people, they would do it in the oven. So you just put it out on a pan. Like, and I'm usually using trim or shake or what have you, or yeah, trim or shake. You put it out on a pan in an oven at maybe 240 degrees Fahrenheit mm -hmm. and just it's, leave it in it's there like for real, about... Real low on, would you know what gas yeah. mark that is? Yep. It's like gas mark three or four or something. Uh, yes. I don't know, actually, the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> My office. We don't I have natural gas. Like well, yeah, I think that's more of a European or even just a... Yeah, UK for now. Thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we do have natural gas here, but most people have electric, so... I do actually have a gas oven, but I just oh, said it's like 240. I know I'm pretty fancy over here. Yeah, we used to have one but, too. And to, so. Tell me, Marge, you know, yeah. for decarbon, you know, like if you have a significant other who fucking hates <laughs> the smell of it, is, is there any way that you can kind of do it? Like, can, can you do well, it yes, there in is. a kiln or, or in a... Well, I, I had a, somebody recommend to me, actually, I think they listened to this show. Shout out to Wayne if he's listening either to so, uh, the recorded version no i don't way. think he's here in the chat but he suggested putting it in the mason jar and putting it in the oven but then mm. you put like a foil top on it and he said that really reduces the smell now i've never tried that myself because i also have an ardent cannabis decarboxylator which is like a fancy countertop a device machine. yeah yeah and that thing actually if you if you're making a ton of edibles and you do have a significant other that's just like doesn't can't stand the smell it does work really well it keeps the smell the down yeah and because it's so precise <laughs> it does um decarb it i would say at a higher rate than in the oven because it, oven temperatures are notorious for being very they're kind of all over the place right they're not mm -hmm. very precise mm -hmm. yeah you this, open the door loads fucking all the heat no yeah. cook yeah. this mini pizza in 22 minutes and you know right. 40 oh, yeah. minutes later where's my <laughs> fucking pizza exactly so we've all experienced that when you're making something and you're like well it said 10 minutes and you're like 20 minutes later what the fuck's going on so you know? this thing is 
super precise, but it is pricey. So a lot of people don't necessarily want to go that route, but I do right. recommend them if, if that's something you're interested in. Um, but maybe a hack is to try the mason jar trick, which I have to admittedly never tried myself. And you say that they've a mason jar. A mason jar is just like a kilner jar, isn't it? Or yes. is it yeah. uh, same thing as what you're calling it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You just want to take the lid off because it has that rubber ring that's going to melt in your mm. oven. So you put the foil cap on it instead. So, I mean, that's worth giving it a shot because decarbing in the oven does make your, your whole place smell for a while. Yeah, I can attest that's to a, that. <laughs> that's a caveat. Oh. Sure. Oh. Yeah, it does. I always have to do it when Cheryl's away because she's like, "Our smells in here." <laughs> now, I've done lot. the uh, I've done the mason jar in in a crock pot on high, basically uh, decarbing at 190 degrees for longer times, and it worked just fine. Right. I don't do it that way all the time, but somebody had recommended that for for eliminating the smell, and that in that way you did you could still use the standard mason jar top. Right. Mm-hmm. There's also um, if anybody has happens to have like a sous vide like immersion circulator. And that's like when you're doing it in a water bath, that's another way to do it because you're sealing it in a bag and then decarbing it in a water bath. Um, so if you already have one of those at I your disposal. Have had somebody telling me about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty handy device just for all kinds of different cooking techniques in the kitchen. But um, if you have one, it is another way to decarb without smell because it's submerged in water in a bag. The only thing is that it usually takes quite a bit longer. Like you're looking at like a four hour process to decarb. Mm-hmm. instead of like 30 minutes but it's it sits on your counter and just does it you don't really have to pay attention to it so but That's most it. people are just going to do it in the oven to start out but well, so so a- far you, you've you've crumbled this shit up into small little bits but not completely crushed it like grinding it you just uh just small yeah. little buds break it up into pieces and you're going to put it yeah. in the oven what did you say 220 yeah 220 to 240 depending and how long would you leave it in there for i'd say maybe like 30 minutes 30 minutes exactly what I do. yeah yeah yeah. You'll, you'll, yeah and it'll you'll you'll know when it's starting to get toasted because you'll, you'll smell it <laughs> there's no hiding i know smell. yeah right so <laughs> you can't that's you why can't the article is good for people to my website i have places where they have like section and they have a bunch of stuff or they're they're living in a place so if you want to help support my show it's a great way it's not really is going to permit your help support march by going and buy some of these things and they're apparently like more accurate than the ovens and shit as well do it the correct temperature available if you want to do it over this side of the pond because there's so many cool toys over in in the state they are having on the show I think sort of the artist there would be so unique. Oh, as a, as a product. Because yeah, I know that cool yeah, machine yeah, that Monkey but, has. But I mean, again, level, most people if you're just starting to animals, you're yeah. probably going to be doing oh, it. Yeah. So you don't have to. No, that's a cool like, machine. Special equipment or anything. Yeah, that's yeah. Definitely yeah. Do it. yeah. Yeah, but you have to decarb. The decarb is important to make sure you get the product. Yeah, especially if the food is going to be both cold. Because if you cook a chicken for four hours and you put some weed on it, it's going to decarb. Like if you're using a magic it's a lot better. Is that right? We'll talk about that in a second. There is some decarbing that would happen in that process, but if you're decarbing while you're on it, you're using whatever. It's just not going to be as effective. You might as well just decarb it first and then make it. It's only going to eat a bunch of weed and that's going to put some flavor in your shit for sure. So when the decarb is done, what's the next step? What would I mean, because you want to make like a, some kind of oil for it to carry in, or you're just going to use the cannabis as a herb. But what, what, what's the best you idea can, to do that? You can things? do both. I'm, now, when I'm using the Ardent, I've definitely used cannabis straight, like decarbed cannabis right out of the Ardent and stuff. And they recommend that a lot on their website because it is 
I think the act, they say the activation is that much better. Um, and I didn't necessarily notice too much of a taste, but most people are going to infuse it in something because I think it just makes it more versatile. You can use it in more places. So mm. I like coconut oil personally to decarb. I'm going to start to infuse. Great. That's like sort of my, yeah, mm. it's my go-to. I just find it's the most versatile of all the different oils because a lot of recipes that call for butter, you can use coconut oil instead. And mm -hmm. because it can be made liquid or you can have it, you know, more solidified, it can, it can imitate a butter or an oil in a recipe. And uh, yeah, for that reason, I really like coconut oil, but I mean, really it's up to whatever it is you like to do. A lot of people just do butter, like your regular, regular butter that works great as well. You can do olive oils, MCT oils, you can infuse almost anything. So the MCT toilet, that is the coconut oil one, right? Yeah, uh, it's just it's just liquid though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they brace they take the coconut and they break the triglyceride chains and make it a little bit easier to digest and stays liquid. It's supposed mm -hmm. to be a little bit healthier. That's your preferred one, any monkey. You you have that shit every day in your coffee. Uh, I use it. Yeah, I do. I use it in the morning and coffee. It, it seems to blend a little easier with the with the coffee. It doesn't uh, doesn't just float on top like the coconut oil does constantly. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that I one stays it. liquid. It does stay yeah. liquid. It doesn't get uh, solidified when it gets cold. So a lot of people do like that one too. I've done that as well. And those ones work great too. Like if you go to a dispensary or at least here in Canada and you're looking at like buying CBD oils and stuff like that on the market, a lot of them are, are have NCT as a carrier oil. That's what they're using. The ones that you find on the legal market. So it is, that's a versatile one as well, but um, good old coconut oil will do it. You know, you can buy a big, big thing of it from Costco or wherever you're going. They usually have those like containers of it. So yeah. how do you, how, how do you add the cannabis to the coconut oil or butter? Oh yeah. Good question. <laughs> so usually the simplest way to do it is to just, the way I like to do it is I'll get out a pot of water and then I put the coconut oil and my cannabis in a jar and I put a lid on it and I put it in the pot of water. So mm -hmm. it's sort of, and then I just let it sort of bubble away for a couple of hours. Is there a certain ratio you put in it in there, like uh, 10 grams of coconut oil compared to seven grams of weed or something? Yeah, I usually try and do like a couple of cups at a time. And then I could be putting in upwards of an ounce. It just depends. Right. And I'm usually, usually using like shake or trim as so, well, like the sugar leaf and that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not usually using like bud. And that's broken Here down you, as well, right? You break that down. Well, that's after it's been decarved anyway. It's already so been it decarved, be broken yeah. Down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you just let it sort of simmer away on the stove for a couple hours. You just have to kind of keep an eye on it. couple so hours? The, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to do anything. You you just just gas these days. You know Mary. what I'm saying, GB? You might as well just go out and buy some shit. I'm thinking, you know? Like, fuck. Fucking tenner. Shit. I would I would say though the cost difference between you going out and buying it somewhere and doing it yourself yeah, is yeah, going to be yeah. pretty significant. But for and sure. the quality too, because what yeah. you're making here is mm -hmm. this is full spectrum edibles. Yes, mm -hmm. that's right. Yeah, because you're using all the plant material. Yes, we are. And plus, we yeah. can't really go out and buy them too handy over in our neck of the woods. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, like a couple hours, like I said, you don't. The first time I ever made butter, I did it like right on the stove, and they're like you have to like start two hours or something. I remember it being like a really laborious process, but when you have it in the jar in the water, it's a lot gentler. You just have to watch the water level so that it doesn't like boil away on you. That's mm -hmm. the only thing. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to necessarily like, I don't know, leave the house or whatever. You just want to keep an eye on it, but you can use that same process with MCT oils and butters and 
olive oil, avocado oil, any of that stuff, it's sort of the same process. It's pretty simple. That's the way I like to do it. Other people do crock pots and, and that kind of thing, but. So you, you'd get that after it was melted in the cooking time, so you drain it out, filter it out to get all the big bits out, I suppose. Yes, yeah, you definitely have to strain it afterwards. Cool. And you stand a juice cheesecloth and similar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have like a fine mesh sieve and sometimes I'll, I'll line it with cheesecloth, but I also have like um, micron sieves that I've gotten with like the magical butter and stuff like that that I'll use too. Cool. It's kind yeah. of a pain in the ass I find though. It's hard to fucking clean and it only has, mine only has mesh on the very bottom, so it gets right. plugged up by the the sludge pretty quick and then it doesn't drain as easy it's a 90 micron though so it's pretty yeah small yeah. but yeah you have to sieve your shit or else you're going to end up with this this layer of fucking like spreadable but it, it's, it's kind of like peanut <laughs> yeah. butter but it's loaded with oil and it kind of tastes disgusting and i always throw mine out some people keep it and eat it but i, I fucking don't fuck with that shit yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i know once, yeah coffee press Twisted said his wife uses a coffee press. Something like that would be a good option as well, I suppose. Yeah. Use the screen yeah. out of a press. That's a hell of a good idea. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can do it, for sure. You just want to make sure you strain it out and squeeze it because there's going to be a lot of oil and yeah. stuff that's going to come Hold out. Up, so squeeze sure. it, and then you can just compost that um, mm -hmm. gross glob yeah. stuff afterwards. The worms will love it. That's right. I got innovative. I, I took a, a pipe screen and I stuck it in the bottom of a regular funnel and it, it works absolutely perfect for straining out the uh, oil out of your edibles. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you have on hand, you don't need yeah. anything special for it. And so, that's then, what... so then pretty much you have butter, which you can make cakes with or, you know, spread on toast. You do mm -hmm. loads of shit with butter. Then you can do, like, add the MCT, which is the, the coconut oil to drinks and pretty much anything right yeah with it too. yeah oh yeah you can do like anywhere you would use an oil or a fat of any kind is where you can replace it in a ratio or the full amount for your infusion and what about dosing because this is going to be going to be a big thing for some people you know some but, people don't well, put enough in some too much we say gb well you can cook your steak in it then marriage can you you could, mm. you could technically. Sometimes what I feel I, like for some of that stuff, you'd be better off like making a sauce or a topping. No, but you can like cook that. the steak in it. And then when the steak's cooked, you take the steak out and then you get like a piece of bread, scoop up all that goodness in there. Yeah. You know <laughs> what's yeah. that? There's a special like herbed butter you make. And then you just, you put the, the cold butter on your steak after it's mm. cooked and it just mm. melts on it. And then yeah. you just eat it like that. That would mm. be yeah, a, that, that's a better oh. way to do it. Um, yeah. yeah if you, you, can't re you don't really want to sim uh, saute or anything like that with the oils because no, it's no. too hot. You'll, you'll burn the cannabis. It's in the oil. I think if yeah. you get too hot. Mm. That's sometimes the issue you know me, I'm, too. Yeah, I, I'm a coconut edible virgin. Like I've never done it, so mm -hmm. I, I may have silly questions. No, What's your thing? A silly question. You know the rule at Percy's. There's no silly questions. Ask away. Hmm. Well, what were you saying? Uh, sorry, Mark. People in the chat are saying too. Uh, mentioning ghee. That's something else. You can mm -hmm. I've done ghee. I've also done syrups, honey sugar salt like you can infuse yeah dosing what we're we saying about dosing because we, you know you don't want people getting too fucked up after shit because it can really mess you up if you have a massive dose oh fuck but yeah <laughs> what kind of dosing are we looking at how do you, how reliable can you be with the dosage sometimes like that is a, a drawback sometimes because when you're doing making it yourself and if you're not sure of the potency of the weed that you're using it can sometimes be a bit of a guessing game mm. 
Um, and it's tricky. So you have to experiment a little bit. I do mm -hmm. have a calculator on my website as well that you can use. It's just, you just plug in the numbers mm -hmm. and it'll give you like uh, a potency of your edibles that you're making. But again, if you don't know the actual potency of your weed, you kind of have to guess at that. But you can probably have a sort of general idea. Most people, I would say, I don't know how you guys feel. Like how potent do you think the weed is that you guys are growing? Yeah, it's pretty I, potent. If I'm guessing for edibles, I um, I go on the safe side. I usually say somewhere like uh, mid to upper teens, like 15 right. to 18% is where I, I put yeah, my numbers that's in. That's a pretty reasonable Yeah, I'd, I'd say yeah. 15% is just a good way to, like that's going to be the average yeah, yeah. really. And it's, it's, right. 15 to 20, somewhere in mm -hmm. there. High end so 20. Right. So if you have a bit of an average, then you can figure out mm -hmm. how potent they're going to be. And again, there's lots of calculators out there besides the one on my website. The, and the math no, there is a margin. No, there's only one. And it's on your website. <laughs> That's right. Okay, you're right. Bybepodcast.com. <laughs> Just remember, though, the assumption with a lot of these calculators is that you're getting 100% conversion and extraction of all the THC in the bud into the oil, which mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. practice mm -hmm. rarely, rarely ever happens. Mm -hmm. so there's always a bit of residual left in the in there like yeah. just based on that's because, just the way it is yeah and because sometimes you might be guessing a little bit if you're making a new batch of something just eat less the first time mm -hmm. do it for me mm -hmm. please well, <laughs> that's exactly what i do when i first yeah any new recipe yes uh, after the recipe is created we kind of cut everything like into four pieces and we'll have like one piece and we'll try next time two pieces and then finally you get the buzz and you know where you're at exactly but sometimes Dude. it takes a week to figure out the dose and i'm not exaggerating with that but at least yeah. we're not going to get so fucked up yeah because i've seen that happen too many times to too many people um and that could be one reason why my husband's scared off the edibles right husky now. said uh <laughs> can you infuse salt yes Ooh. And, and sugar i've done both too how do you do those dry infusions how would you? Um, well, they're not really dry. It was more of an alcohol infusion, and then you pour the salt or sugar in it, and then you evaporate off the um, the alcohol. Ah, yeah, mm. and then you grind it up. Cool. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you can you can infuse alcohol too, of course. What if Which you is, just uh, had like pure trick. resin? You could just add that into your salt shaker too, right? Yeah, I suppose you could. Why <laughs> not? Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be decarb though. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. a good <laughs> question as well. You don't have to just make like butter or mct oil or something like that you can use an extract like uh rosin or mm -hmm. some kind of cannabis oil and in yes. infuse that with food as well right oh yeah yeah Sweetly. definitely uh where i work i can speak a bit to this in terms of um those types of extracts like i make distillate at work right and we make isolate as well those two products are extremely useful in um in uh, making edibles they don't provide you with the full spectrum, uh, you know, all the plant, what all the plant has to offer, because that's the point of distillation is to isolate the cannabinoids in this case. But if you use distillate, you're getting, you're getting a known potency. Generally, it's about 75 to 85% THC. Mm -hmm. And then you can easily do math. If you're making like, you know, a hundred mils of oil and you add one gram of that, you just work it out and that's 80 whatever milligrams per milliliter, whatever the fuck the math is there. And distillate and isolate work really well because they, they're soluble in those fats that Marge was talking about. So you, you basically skip all of the steps um, that you have to do with like infusing the, the resin or the cannabinoids into the, the fat oil. In this case, you're just, you can just dump the distillate right into 
that oil. You can make hard candies and stuff with distillate and isolate as well. I was just, um, just going to mention that they're fantastic yeah. for things like making gummies and candies. Yeah. Because I find that oil, like if you're like coconut oil and stuff like that, just doesn't lend itself well to that kind of yeah. application. But yeah. If you're in the Canadian legal market, I would say like 99 plus percent of all edibles that are on the market are made with concentrates like distillate and mm -hmm. isolate and not with coconut oil or MCT oil or anything like that. It's because dosing is such a major thing. And yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's when it's used in a medical sense as well. You have to try and get that dosage spot on. Well, it has to do with the regulations too, because Health Canada, if, if you put out something that's not what you say it is, you'll get fucked. So mm -hmm. yeah, right. it, it's yeah. important to know, but... You can also get your stuff tested, right? Like um, if you make coconut oil, like Marge is saying, throw it to a lab and I don't know what the prices are, but they'll test it for you. There's also, if you're in Canada. Like, if you're into that kind of thing, like if you want to test potency, there's a device called the T-Check. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. I have, yeah. Yeah, and I have one of those. It actually works pretty, I'd say it works really well. And I test almost everything now because I've gotten to the point I've been making edibles for so long. Whenever I pull something out of my cupboard that I haven't labeled with a like a potency, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, do I want to use this? Because it's like it's like I'm cooking blind almost. It's so gonna like fuck to, me up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I mean, I give away a lot of edibles too, so I like to know how strong they are because you know some person might have an 80 milligram tolerance and the next person has a five milligram tolerance. Uh, mm -hmm. How awesome would it be to be Marge's neighbor? <laughs> that's right but um the t-check works really well i find and it's a pretty simple device you pair it up with your phone bluetooth and it does most fats and winterized concentrates can you get that from your website too yeah it's on there yeah Sweet. yeah it is pricey so unless you're like it's something you really really are into um then you might not want to pull the trigger on that, <laughs> but I'd say it's worth it. I've been using mine for a few years now. Well, I think I had it before I started the podcast actually, but I've been using it a lot more now than when I even first got it. The only finicky thing I've found with it is when you're doing things like the coconut oil or different fats is that it has to be within a temperature range for it to test properly. Right. And sometimes that's a pain in the ass, but mainly because I don't own a fucking microwave. Don't even get me started. <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> but no, I don't own a microwave. So if something cools off a bit too much, it's a bit of a pain to like warm it up again. But yeah, it apparently does have a thing as well that will like test flour. I don't have that part yet, but I'm going to get one. So so when you've got this butter sorted and the, or the MCT oil or your extract, whatever you're using to make something with, what would you recommend you should make? Well... I think that depends on what you like. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, there's recipes for loads of shit over at your website, right? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I've oh. infused a lot of shit <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, or I've cooked with a lot of stuff, but if somebody's just starting out, the easiest thing is probably to go to the store and buy like a box of like muffin mix or cookie mix or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's the easiest way to start. I would say. The only thing you have to watch for is make sure that, the, that you know, there's some box stuff that just says, just add water. You don't want those ones. You want the ones that ask for a fat. It's like fat. butter. So there's yeah. 250 grams of butter. And instead of using normal butter, you just use your yeah. special butter, your yeah. MCT oil. Yeah, exactly. So that, and then that's the easiest way to get started if you're new to making edibles. And then from there, you can pretty much make whatever you want. There's tons of great cookbooks out there. But no, there isn't much. Just, just. 
just, just <laughs> buy me podcast.com <laughs> well yes i do recommend some cookbooks on my website though but because i do have i do have a um, a problem myself with collecting cookbooks <laughs> mm. i have quite a few i really like them but i mean almost anything like if you have a recipe for something that you enjoy making you can usually swap it most things yeah. have a fat i like like garlic bread you know like mm. garlic bread with the buttery garlic and shit on the yeah. inside i love that shit man there refuse that and eat that man yeah the, the, the weed would kill me you ever soon we get killed by somebody it's gonna be me <laughs> if i did that yeah. if i met that. <laughs> well, i remember when we interviewed marge she, she made a recommendation before she joined the podcast that if you're making a recipe like that to make two recipes one infused and one not so you don't ah very good right. yeah i remember yes. that yes i just made actually this week um a mango hot sauce, which is very spicy. I'm going to mention that. That would be something I'm going to actually try and make too. Yes. And that one came from a Filipino chef that's going to be appearing on my show in short order. So stay tuned for that, friends. All right. Sweet. But uh, she gave me a couple other recipes too that I've tried and they turned out really great as well. So, I mean, this is like totally the opposite of what most people think of when they think of edibles, right? Most people think cookies and brownies and that kind of thing, which are all fantastic. And if you like that kind of thing, they're great because you make a batch and then you have a bunch of them. So one batch might last you however long. And a lot of the times you can freeze that stuff too. So it keeps for longer if need be. I love making caramels. That's one of my favorite things because I'm a sucker for caramel. Almost anything. I've infused oh. lemonade and beverages. And you guys have talked about putting it in your coffee and tea. You know, I do that every morning. Yeah, it doesn't have to be complicated. The glob of no, no, coconut no. oil in my cough and suck her back and feel good. That's right. Coffee, go. some cream, and give, give that a good stir. Add the coffee, and man, you're in business for the day. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Takes the edge off the pains and really good, good stuff. Yeah. So I guess it, we would be uh, maybe negligent if we didn't mention to people how long it takes for edibles to kick in, just as a warning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a good point <laughs> because that's that classic, oh, these edibles ain't shit. And exactly. Then, you know, next thing you know, you're way too high. Rolling around usually... on the floor, screaming. <laughs> That's right. Um, about an hour. Uh, way too high, Mary. <laughs> so I think I, I think I'm a long onset person because I can feel it in an hour. But I mean, it usually takes me a good two hours for my metabolism to actually feel the full onset. And no yeah, onset. So you have no onset. No, I challenge anybody to make me an edible that actually fucking does anything to me. That's what Are GB you... says too. So I mean, come on. Yeah. Now I have yeah. to say, I had edibles last week. Now I fucking ate so many of them. Um, I'd like brown. I had a big brownie, and then I'd like fucking seven or eight pieces of fudge, and I had some fucking THC lean. It's like honey and water and fucking weed. I don't know, but it was pretty good. And all of that didn't put me to sleep. Some people, um, unfortunately, are yeah. just like that. It's just your biology. I've known a um, few people that don't get and that was, edibles. Yeah, that was smoking weed. That was fucking smoking fats, beliefs as well for easily 12 hours. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Tolerance can get high up, man. Nothing really hits you when you're that. When you're that yeah, much not when you smoke yeah. so much, not when you use so much or consume as much. That's mm-hmm. actually a common misconception is that a high tolerance to smoking equates to a high tolerance in edibles. I'm going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. different channel, I, isn't it? I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. And you, you're just, unfortunately, you just don't get high from edibles, and that does happen. But because mm. I've seen it before where people have high tolerances to smoking, and they expect to have that high tolerance to edibles, and they do not. Yep. And then no, they edibles kick the, the shit out of me, man. They That's fucking right. yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, so you have to be really careful with that because, mm-hmm. yeah. They like, say that... Well, the way edibles, they go through your liver and they get metabolized into 11-hydroxy THC, right? Which is a different mm-hmm. a different analog of tetrahydrocannabinol that uh, it's, it's not delta-9 anymore. And supposedly it's far more psychoactive than de- delta-9 is. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Be careful. Yeah. yeah. Be careful. Mm-hmm. And it really, I found too, it just has really nothing to do with like height, weight, gender, any of that kind of thing. Nope. Um, it's just your individual biology and one person might be you know getting totally fucked up at five milligrams and another person might be like eating 600 and being like i'm not even high yet so the range is wild Mm, you really do have if you're experimenting for the first time eat your edibles wait at least 90 minutes before you eat more and then like always tread carefully start low and go slow as they always say absolutely Yeah. yeah Because it may take you a day or two to find the right dose. So, you know, don't sit there and jump. I've seen, I've been like you, Marge. I've been at parties where people jump in. It's, it ruins everybody's night. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can get fucked up. <laughs> Not in a good way. <laughs> don't yeah. want to scare anybody here. They're a lot of no. fun. I love my edibles, but we're just saying, just be careful. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause also unlike smoking, once you're high on edibles, that's a, that's a journey. Yeah, you know, no, like yeah. you're not you're not just hopping off that. You're the fucking shaman to help you get fruit yeah. and shit. Yeah, <laughs> Bubble hogs talking about a train that you can't get off, and that's what made me think of that. Like yeah. it's a journey. Mm-hmm. Once you're on that train, it's you know it's a few hours. It, yeah, try and go get a nap or something if you can. That's the best thing I can tell you. Sleep it off if if possible. Yeah. But I've seen people have like pretty serious panic attacks and stuff like that oh, when yeah. they get too high, and that's it's so uncomfortable. It's, yeah, and yeah. be be more responsible. Don't ruin other people's high by your lightweightness. <laughs> Right. But yeah. people don't want to take care of you when they've eaten edibles as well. You know, concentrate, man. Yeah. Stop getting yeah. fucked up on shit. Oh. No, if you fall, if you fall, if you're on a safe, that's it. You're just left. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's give that's him a blanket. You, move you know, on. just sign this waiver before you eat that. You know, if they, if they pass out or stare me, you just cover them with a blanket and say they'd be okay in a few hours. Leave them be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So don't do that. But yeah, so make some cakes or something nice and easy to make the cakes. Just go to the store and pick up uh, just uh, one of them pre-made mixes. Any much? Just yeah. add yeah. Add yeah. Crocker yeah. brownies, so, man. Go get two ninety-nine yeah. brownies or like I like cookies myself. That's my thing because you make a batch and you have like a couple dozen or something, and then you got a cookie to eat every day. You have two or gummies three or as well. I, I want to make some gummies, some colorful flavored gummies. Mm. Gummies are, I would say, are notoriously tricky to make yeah. well. I got me um, some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I make the cheap Jello ones. We love yes. them anyway. They work. Too much gelatin. Yeah. They're just like yeah. chewy and. Well, like it's the... like chewing rubber, but you'll get high as like as crazy, and you, they're pocket stable. You can stick them in a pocket yeah. for the day and walk yeah. around with them. <laughs> yes. mm. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. But yeah, gummies. A lot of gummies and candies are trickier to make than they look. And you'll see a recipe online. You're like, well, these look really good, and then they they turn out like Jello. Yeah, and I I hate those Didn't ones. <laughs> yeah, they're not yeah. like gummy, like good gummy bears or anything like that. They're jello. Yeah, it's yeah. like chewing rubber. You yeah. can make a Maynard's like fucking Swedish fish infused. I will be. I will give you all my money. Like somebody fresh. can do it. I can't. There's actually do. out yeah. of Canada. There's a company that called. Uh, 
they come out, they have a product called Zen Zingers and I've reviewed them on my website and had the CEO of that company on my show too, but they make like a do it yourself gummy making kit. And I was actually pretty impressed with those. You have to add your own cannabis to the kit. And this is where like those um, concentrates work really well, Mm -hmm. but those ones actually turn out really good and they're really simple to do. It's basically like if you can put some stuff in a pot and let it bubble for a second, then you can make Mm -hmm. these things. No, I've seen Swedish fish THC. Swedish berries, whatever. Mm-hmm. Pick. I'll eat both. Yeah. <laughs> Sour patch Dabbage. kids. Yeah. So that's about it for edibles, right? That's how you do it. And if you if there's any dishes that you want to make in specifics, then head over to Marge's website, which is bitemepodcast.com. Is it Marge? That is correct. Yes. Right. And people can go there, download episodes of Marge's podcast or read articles on her website, buy shit to make better edibles also from her website. So, you know, that, and that helps support the podcast and the website too. So do that if you can, but make some edibles. Be, that's right. Don't underestimate them. Be careful. But, that's but when, you get that, it, when you get that sweet spot, oh, they're so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Let's get mash up on some tasty chicken marinated with THC sauce. I think, you know, mm-hmm. I remember um, Stoner Chef, his suggestion was to always use a, an infused olive oil to add that. The way you can dose yourself, mm-hmm. you don't have to dose the whole table. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why sauces are so good. And like when I went to, I went to an infused, a really fancy infused dinner last fall and it was put on by professional chefs and they went around and asked everybody like what your preferred dosing was. And that's Hold pretty it. much what they were doing. And you was like, hit me with what you got, boy. <laughs> Everything you fucking have. Yeah. Oh, I like that gravy. Yeah. That's, but that's that basically nice. what they were doing is they were infusing the sauces. Yeah. Mm specifically and then doing it that way because that way if you do have people with different tolerances you can accommodate Mm. there used to be a pizza place in vancouver it probably doesn't exist anymore but if you had a medical card you could go there and that you'd show them that and then they would bring out a bottle of infused olive oil and slap Mm -hmm. it all over your napoli pizza just like they would normally do with olive oil and then you'd get medicated when eating delicious pizza how about Mm -hmm. that delicious yep Sounds like yeah. a plan to me, man. I'd do that. Just fucking infuse shit. Yeah. Like it's so, it's such an easy way to consume. It's a different way. And I personally, I think it's a more holistic way. Like your body absorbs more of the better stuff than smoking it, you know, in my mm-hmm. opinion, in my totally uneducated <laughs> opinion that I have nothing to base that on, but it just feels well, more. Complete a lot of people really like it because it's pretty discreet too. Like you can go about oh, your yeah. edibles and nobody knows what you're doing. Yeah, that was my comment with the po- the gummies in the pocket. What do you think we do at these festivals? You know, right? Well, that, yeah. I got my pocketed these little candies and you just pop one in your mouth every now and then. And then you don't you have come, to keep hitting the vape of... or whatever. Nope. Yeah, mm-hmm. Calgary is allowing that, right? So obviously right. the edibles are are a thing, and people can order them from their Uber Eats and get a bag of expensive gummies and slam them back. Sweet. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, you but, gave us. Other tip you gave us uh, on the on the edibles, Marge, was my, my missus really hates the uh, the green flavor in her mm-hmm. edibles. And you said, well, try the carbon longer. And by gosh, that was the best best tip anyone ever gave me about edibles. You know, just oh, decarb really? longer. It, and it yeah. really it got rid of most of the green flavor. It changed it more to like a toasted nut flavor. Mm-hmm. And you still got just as high. Oh, right. Yeah. They'll, yeah. They can get you so high. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. <laughs> so says Marge should do a <clears throat> cooking segment on the 24 hour stream. That'd Ooh. be fun. 
do could like be interesting i've never done that before. i was still Live. doing that i was still doing 24-hour stream oh, that was a question was there. There earlier that was uh, a, a cue earlier cue. <laughs> okay thanks for volunteering us there bubble hawk you fuck yeah. <laughs> it was way back everybody forgotten about that shit is, is a 24 hour 420 stream still a thing that's from bubble hawk way back we'll, we'll talk about it Very. i don't know maybe maybe we've got a couple of weeks to decide and <laughs> prepare ourselves mentally and physically for such a depends problem. if we have enough weed <laughs> i do I think we've all got enough weed. <laughs> now, I'm going to address one last thing. Mick says in the chat, the only thing about edibles is he still wants to smoke. Well, the solution to that is you can smoke while you're still coming up on your edibles. And then yeah. once the edibles hit, you know, you're golden. I can still vape while I'm on edibles, depending on how high I am. It just depends what I want to do and you know mm-hmm. what I, what yeah. I have, how, how much I have to function. It's a different high. Though. Yeah, sometimes you smoke more weed to bring it down, man. <laughs> actually, it, does actually have, it can calm you down sometimes if you have a panic thing on. on mm-hmm. or for me, it right. works at least. Shonoff is asking too, can I decarb today and then put the decarbed weed in your fridge to infuse tomorrow? Uh, yes and no. I usually decarb a bunch at a time. And I keep it in a jar. I just keep it in a pantry. You don't have to put it in the fridge. Right. Cool. I never do anyway. So you yes. could probably wouldn't hurt it in the fridge. You live in Canada, whatever. so it's probably fridge temps anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think I've got a jar or two behind me that's decarbed. Yeah, I usually yeah, like really. to have decarbed stuff on hand so that when I go to like make an infusion, I'm not like a oh, fuck. I have to decarb first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever heard of those firecrackers? I think they're called. Um, you decarb your weed and then you spread like a little bit of like peanut butter or Nutella or something on a yeah, cracker, yeah. graham cracker, yeah. and you just sprinkle the decarb weed on that and eat it. People- yeah. They also do that with ABV. Right. Yes. Right. Touché. Yes. So for any of the vapors out there, ABV. Yeah. your uh, already vaped cannabis is already decarbed and ready for use. So don't toss it. You can use it. Sweet. I'm going to make some of the butter yeah. later on this evening. After this, and then make some toast of that butter, and then I'm gonna be fucked. <laughs> it's gonna be your fault, Marge. <laughs> Come on, you'll be thanking me. The next day after I've woken up from 15 hours of sleep, but yeah. what the fuck hit me, man? God damn, Will Smith came by. <laughs> Shit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> make some edibles, man. I'm definitely gonna give it a shot because I don't smoke as much as I used to. And I like edibles, I do. It just finding that right level and not getting too fucked up is a fine balance. It's a fine line. <laughs> you know, it's to do because it's like, Oh, took too much. Fuck. Next time. <laughs> mm. Took too much. Got to sleep. You know, I can't you really can't go really out right just now. D- down. Yeah. The dog's like, can we go for a walk? You're like, no. <laughs> so all you have to remember is decarb, infuse, cook, and then go enjoy. low. Start yeah. Enjoy yes. with caution. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Don't, less don't is be more. a hero. Less is don't more. Be a hero. Yeah. Definitely when you're new with it, I would always take that advice. Go slow. Yeah. Definitely yeah. go slow. And of course, if you have any questions about that shit, come over to Percy's or head over to March's website, bitemepodcast.com. And you'll find right. you'll find all the information you need. The hub's out there. You just have to come and ask for it. So don't be shy. You know how it is. But we got some questions we should cover as well from uh, a few listeners which we have one from Firetop here. I'm using some soil, have been, have been doing from the beginning, and I've only been adding pH water to the grow. My question is, 
What is the best organic, possibly homemade top dressing I could give my flowering plant? She's on week four and probably got about five to six weeks left. I want to make sure there's enough food in the soil to push her through. I've never added any type of food or newt so far, so any suggestions would be a blessing. Keep it popping all. It's from Firetop. So Firetop. Uh, so, TG, uh, you're the organic guy. What are you saying? Uh, fish. Fish, yeah. Next question. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in the same boat. You know, my super soil, depending on how chintzy I am, putting it in the pot and actually filling them up to three gallons, usually I'm like, oh, that's enough. And then I run out of fucking newts at like week six, week five or something. And I start yellowing a bit early. So my go-to is fish-based fertilizers. So like fish hydrolyte or high, I can never say the fucking word right. Hydrolysate, I think is how it's pronounced, is your best bet. Um, a bit more expensive. Um, it's generally got a little bit of nitrogen, a little bit of um, phosphorus, maybe not too much potassium. Um, the product I use is kind of a, it's a fish emulsion based thing. It um, emulsion and hydrolysate are produced from fish, both of them, but hydrolysate is cold pressed and preserves a lot of the micronutrients and trace elements, whereas emulsion separates that shit out and it's cheaper and not quite as good, but uh, that's what I use. And then I supplement also for the potassium with a little bit of kelp, um, kelp meal or liquid kelp. It's generally got no nitrogen, no phosphorus, but a little bit of potassium along with a fuck ton of nitro or uh, micronutrients and the trace elements if you're trying to feed your microbes and stuff. So it's great for that as long as well as growth hormones and shit. It's, it's really good stuff. So basically, yeah, fish, fish based products like fish emulsion. Some of them are just pure fish emulsion. Some of them are mixtures of fish emulsion plus kelp plus some other stuff like I use. Um, but that would be my suggestion if you're trying to keep it, you know, keep the microbes happy and, and keep it organic, quote unquote. Um, and if you're top dressing like that, you should put it in a couple of weeks before you expect a deficiency to show up, right? Yeah. I mean, if you know, generally, like in my case, about five weeks is when I start seeing shit, then I will just automatically start slowly maybe a half strength or a quarter strength and then work it up but um yeah i would I, I always just do half strength no matter what when it's when it just starts showing up like if there's any like lightning of the leaves i'm like okay time for some fish whatever mm -hmm. because yeah it's it's begun basically yeah you're right um try to try to nip it in the butt before because unlike salts well fish fish emulsion is actually really available it's it's readily available to the plants and they absorb it really quickly much like a salt-based fertilizer but uh yeah got, better to prevent it than sorry gb oh no i was gonna, just gonna wait till you finished yeah i'm, I'm about that's uh, all really i have to say so i was gonna say the life cycle eco tribes like life cycle goes um pretty all right with um soham i've used it myself and i know a few other people that use it Okay. Nice. Uh, yeah, I've never does. caveat. I've never used psalm, so you know, take my word with a grain of salt. Well, that's so. that's got um, it's seaweed meal and it's crustacean meal. It's got gypsum. It's humic and fluix mealworm. It's a bit yeah. of fucking everything in there. Like, I mean, keep it simple, obviously, but uh, yeah, that would work too. As long as it's got a low level, I wouldn't like put in, you know, some. Unless, like, I, I honestly do use 2020-20, like, miracle Grow, not miracle Grow brand, but basically the same shit, too, sometimes, mm -hmm. at a very reduced strength. That would work as well, but that's not 
down the organic. soul home organic. Yeah. So if you want to stick to organic, do what GB said with that stuff, as long as it's got a complete profile. And it's cheap. Yeah. You know, it's or only, it's, it's like less than a tenner for a kilo of it. Yeah. Or find you know, something local. I just go down to the garden shop and I'm like, hmm, some fish. This has got the right ratio. That sounds good. Smell it. If it smells really fucked up, like not like fish and more like fermented, like really sharp, sweet. I don't know. I wish I could put you in my brain to, to make you know what the smell tastes like or smells like because it's very specific and that stuff is not so good because I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like some of the stores leave that shit on the shelves for a long time in the heat mm-hmm. and maybe it doesn't keep as well because it is ground up fish. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, man, there's, there's lots of shit <laughs> you can use. Really. Yeah. Yeah. The shit is a good one, right? Shit is good. Yeah. Gaia Green has a good line of top dressing. I think they have like a Power Bloom 444 made up of a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, yeah, whatever product is easily available for you, I would say. Um, yeah, but fish. I like fish stuff because fish is like, um, yeah, I it use smells, a, but, I, you know. I use um, Old Timers PK. It's like 418 or something like that if I need to later right. on in the flowering stage. And it claims to be organic. But, it, you know, anything that you buy in a bottle isn't really organic. And shit like that as well to extend the shelf life and make it really alkaline. So you have to be careful with the pH and make sure the pH yeah. of the water doesn't go too far out. If you mix that with your water, because if it's really alkaline, it will, it will happen. But that's how they keep the shelf life so long without it going fermented. Yes, it is in mine. I have preservatives too. And yeah, mm-hmm. it, uh, it brings my pH down substantially when I put it in water. So mm-hmm. do be mm-hmm. careful with that. It's not mm-hmm. pH balanced a lot of the time. And then we've got one from Zoom here. If we were, if you were growing Jack Herrer indoors in a 15 gallon pots using Fox Farm Ocean Forest soil, would they need to be fertilized at some point or would there be newts in 15 gallons to last them all the way through the grow? I mean, 15 gallons is a big, but no, you'd have to see the plants. You'd have to know huge. what the, the watering regime was. That's a big a, plant. A jack hair. Depends how long, long you in, veg for. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. big question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. If you veg for a week, oh yeah, tons of nutrients. Right. Don't if worry. you veg for <laughs> three months, probably not. Yeah. If you did a GB veg, you need to be feeding it already. And it just yeah. <laughs> it would have died by now. Yeah. Talk to me about it, man. <laughs> Talk to me about it. I'm in the same fucking boat now with a G14 haze that's just gone fucking monstrous because I've been holding off and holding off, flipping it and just keep feeding it. Bad idea. Flip it, man. Yeah. Me, flip it. I haven't had the space. Yeah, and now you see that the mystery really has been it. trimmed up tonight. So that's that's you boy should do it then. Plenty outside in the garden, bro. Do it. I was thinking do about it. it. Do I it. was thinking about it. But get, get one of them cheap big. greenhouses from from Wilco or something. You know, oh. drop it out there. You do you fucking honestly think he let me? <laughs> Man, sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission, bro. And this is one of them situations. Hang some tomatoes on it, mate. Buy some fake tomatoes <laughs> from Amazon. <laughs> okay, he won't know the difference, mate. Yeah, Not until it's too late. Something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, silk flowers, you know, something like that. Maybe oh. a couple of trees. You could get away with it, man. There's them trees. What are they called? I don't even know what they're called, but they have leaves that look like cannabis leaves. It's something to rent. Tangerine yeah. trees or something. And they don't yeah, actually go yeah. tangerines on. It's something to do with tangerine, but they look like cannabis. A couple of them for being cute. You know, fucking yeah, go them up around it. Mm. Gonna know. It's, it's almost 420 at my house, so just so you know. 
Everybody get ready for TG's 420. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I assume from Zoom that is just a standard size pot. I mean, if it's a normal plant, it's a for a four to six week veg, well, and then you're flowering it, that should be plenty of nutrients for a I would think, size. yeah, for standard grow. But if you're gonna mm -hmm. veg long, it, you might have to add something. Mm -hmm. I, I thought think. maybe it's just a top dress. You know, a small top dress every couple of weeks, mm -hmm. if you're not too sure. If, if it's starting to look a bit funky or looks as if she's getting um, hungry, yeah, a I've small top dress. I've never used a pot that big before, mm -hmm. though. 15 yeah. gallons, that's big. And Husky brought up a good question there. He said, uh, is that U.S. gallons or? Uh, probably know. U.S. Uh, uh, yeah, American. Everybody else say 20%. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, anybody else would say liters. We're on the metric over here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, so uh, we had one more question, but I think that was in the chat. I think we answered it as well. All right, we're talking about edibles. But that, and that was already answered. So I think that's everything. That's all the questions that we have. Yeah, any more? Any more? For any more? Um, good shit. Lots of, lots of good information there about edibles. And uh, I expect everybody who is uh, like at least home growing and they've got their own shit they can use. You know, if you're buying weed, then getting enough to make edibles is going to be expensive. But if you if you grow your own weed and you've got a tub of spare ounce that you can throw in to make some fucking edibles, do it, man. Try it out. Make some sauces. Add, add that to some some nice food that you're cooking and see what see if you enjoy it. And let us know on postiesgrown.com how it was. And, of course, visit Margie's site for her recipes and stuff as well. You've got everything you need over there. It's pretty cool. And, and, and Margie's... Podcast. You download this podcast to listen to it. So check out Margie's podcast. Margie, you want to spam your podcast for a second? Of course. Fight me the show about edibles. Is that it? Is that... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to find your show. <laughs> yeah. Where can we find it? Yeah. Yeah. You can find it everywhere. It's on all the platforms, pretty much, I think. Uh, yeah. Like Apple, Spotify, all the different platforms. And I have a, new episodes every week. Sweet. Every Thursday. Yeah. Oh, that, there we go. episode that oh. came out recently that you want to talk about? Is there an episode that came out? I feel like this is a trick question. For yeah, I feel like he's trying to plug something there. Only no, not really. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get as much out of there as I can. You know, hey, free plugs, shameless stuff. You know, yeah. So there we go. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you are going to make some edibles, if you're going to visit Margie's website and listen to some of her podcast episodes, then it would be awesome if you could take pictures and maybe go and start a thread over at percysgrowroom.com and show us what you've made. You know, share share the experience with us. That would be super cool. But in the meantime, we have the live show on Sundays. It would be sweet if you could come and join us. But if not, we have the cannabis news that comes out every Monday and interview every Wednesday and the grow guides every Friday. We really appreciate you going out there downloading all the episodes but it would be a massive help to us and the podcast if you could share the podcast with some friends so we could get more and more listeners. We just need more and more listeners coming in to listen to the show, more downloads. That's what helps us keep going. So thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for listening to the episodes. Thank you for sharing the episodes. We massively appreciate it. So I hope you're enjoying it. We'll catch you on Sunday for the live show. But if you can't make that, then we'll catch you on Monday for this week's Cannabis News. So... Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Stay high. Don't get too high, though. Be careful with the medibles. They are, they can be powerful. So take it easy. <laughs> Enjoy your weekend. We'll catch you on Monday or Sunday, whichever it is. Goodbye. Stay high. Stay safe. Goodbye. Goodbye.